It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All righty. Welcome. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. Man, I am excited about today's show. We have Lenny Gray in the house. And Lenny Gray is the author of the best-selling book, Door-to-Door Millionaire. And we're going to get into this because I really thought that selling door-to-door had kind of died away. I was talking to him before the show started, and, and he says he gets this a lot. We'll talk about that. But it's, it's really an exciting um, time in sales because I, you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth selling door to door and I really thought for the most part, this industry had died away. Right. And, um, the book again is door to door millionaire secrets of making the sale. And, um, it's, uh, it's basically, uh, the gentleman on today's show, Lenny Gray, uh, became very, very successful in this area. All right, but before we get started, let's start with the quote of the day. The quote of the day uh, brought to you by Bob M. Bob M. Bob M. <laughs> uh, sent, uh, sent, sent us this, and um, so when you send your quote in, if we uh, use your quote, uh, then guess what? Not only will we give you credit for it, but then you get some swag sent to you as well. So uh, if you uh, want some free swag, if you uh, want to uh, maybe get a shout out, then uh, do what Bob did. Send us a quote. If we use it on the air, then you get all the credit plus some neat swag. Uh, sometimes the swag is a book. Sometimes it's a T-shirt. Uh, sometimes it's other cool stuff. I mean, we, we were doing a giveaway for uh, uh, free food at, uh, what was it, uh, Arby's. No, not Arby's. I'm sorry, Applebee's. Starts with an A. What, what do I know? Anyway, today's quote of the day, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. By Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. All right. Let's get the party started. Today on the show, like I mentioned, we have best-selling author Lenny Gray. Lenny Gray, author of Door-to-Door Millionaire, Secrets of Making the Sale, and CEO of D2D Millionaire and Robe Pest Control. Lenny is a legend in the door-to-door sales industry. He started selling door-to-door in college to earn money for tuition. Now he's the president of a multi-million dollar company that trains door-to-door sales reps how to absolutely crush it on the doors and, and make great money. Lenny Gray, welcome to Money for Lunch. So glad to be here, Bert. Thanks for having me. Well, I uh, like I, like I told you before the show started, I really thought this industry had died away, and um, you know, want to do a quick shout out to uh, the uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the good folks at Fox Pest Control because they're the ones who turned me on to your book, Fox Pest Control. Uh, 
Carver Child, uh, Ben Martinez, my son, and uh, these guys love your book and uh, really, like I said, turned me on to your book, and, and I, I, I loved it. I, I thought your book not only was it great for door-to-door selling, but it was also great for those individuals who do something similar door-to-door selling, and that is uh, door-to-door or office-to-office cold contacting. When you walk into an office and you start trying to build rapport and make a pitch, I thought a lot of the strategies in your book were ap- appropriate for, for, uh, for that kind of selling as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, you know, I've consulted for companies in the, uh, you know, business to consumer, business to business arenas, and, and not just the door-to-door piece. And it is, there's a lot of crossover there. You know, communication with people and, and sales in general are, uh, are very similar uh, despite what the, uh, the widget is that you're selling. So couldn't agree more. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how you got into this. Obviously, you started this as a way to uh, to pay for your tuition uh, in college. And then what happened? Did you just fell, did you fall in love with it and decide just to stay there? Talk about how you went from, you know, looking to pay for tuition to becoming a legend in the industry. Thank you. Yeah. So I uh, I got really good at it in college and and I wanted to be uh, in TV news, Bert. Uh, that was that was my uh, my goal, my dream. And the further I got along in in the program that I was I was in, the more I realized that, you know, it's it's a grueling industry. And weekends, holidays, and you know, working your can off seven days a week sometimes that's that's a rough go. And as I was selling in the summer during college, I was I was making more money in the summer than I, I would have made as a startup uh, news reporter in the field. And so uh, the company I had been working for for three summers had hired me as a VP of sales or they made an offer to me after graduation. And uh, I took that up right away, spent uh, about three years with that company and then started my own uh, pest control company, uh, you know, three years after that. So about 2003 and, and the rest is, is history. Here we are, you know, uh, many years later, still, uh, still doing it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's interesting how sometimes, you know, how life, uh, you know, I guess for lack of better terms, throws your curveball. And I think one of the takeaways that I get from your story is that, how do I say this? Your ego wasn't wasn't necessarily based on becoming a, you know, reporter, right. Or becoming a a TV anchor, you know, I mean, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't uh, uh, your ego wasn't invested there. Otherwise you may not have taken, you may not have gone down this route of becoming a door to door salesperson, because if a lot of people would have said, man, you're going to be selling door to door. Yeah. But Lenny, even though you might be making more money, being on the news is a prestigious job. That's what you need to do, right? Right. Yeah. No, it's interesting, right? Like I, uh, the the correlation that I make is, as I'm on each doorstep, it's kind of like I'm I'm on television or I'm on stage, right? <laughs> and, and so yeah. I, I kind of use that that a little bit uh, for me for my training uh, on on the news is is kind of my my stage is the doorstep so to speak but yeah you're right if somebody would ask me in college hey 
you're going to you know, get into the door-to-door sales industry and in the pest control industry, there is no way I, I would have believed them. Uh, but again, it was a great opportunity. It allowed me some freedoms to, that uh, I wouldn't have had otherwise on the career path that I, I was at least thinking I was going to get into in college. Sure. And was your were your friends and family fairly supportive? Were they kind of apprehensive? No, no, I've always had great support. My wife, uh, great support, you know, family supported me. So that, that was never an issue. It was something that I was really good at. It was something that I enjoyed. And I think that's, that's kind of what life's all about, right? If you can find something yes. that you're good at and you enjoy, then I think you're going to get the support of the people who really care about you. Absolutely. All right. So let me kind of put you on the spot here based on your experience, your book, everything that that you know, what does it really take, Lenny? What does it take to be a great door-to-door salesperson? Well, you know, I actually love that quote that that you shared at at the beginning there. I I, I was like, wow, that that kind of parallels what what we're talking about here. Uh, I I think for me, there's two pieces to sales reps that are phenomenal. There's a lot of good door-to-door sales reps out there. But to me, it, it takes two pieces inherently. And, and number one, and you hear it all the time, it's a bit cliche, but number one is, is a sales rep who, or a person, I mean, this, this is a microcosm of life, right? But somebody who's willing to work hard, outwork everybody else. And that, that was my mindset going into my first summer. I had no idea what to expect, but I knew what I had control over, and I had control over how hard I wanted to work. How, how many hours I was putting on the doors, how many people I was talking to. And my commitment my first year was just to outwork everybody else in my office, period. And I could do that. I had control over that. And, and so I see sales reps. I've seen sales reps over the years with my own company that, you know what, they are incredibly hard workers, and they will be successful just because they're willing to go pay the price and have that consistency uh, as was mentioned in that quote, to, to being successful. So hard work is, I don't know of many industries or success stories where somebody's not probably going to attribute hard work as, as a major uh, factor in, in their success. But I, I'm a fan of that. All of, all of our reps could have very little talent, uh, you know, or, or reps that have very little talent can be, still be successful by, by working hard. And I, I truly believe that if you put in that hard work, uh, that's kind of how you find happiness. That's how you find joy. And so you just go out, and even though people may not be incredibly nice to you or you may have a rough day in sales, sales are very mercurial, right, up and down. You you never know what you're going to get each day. But at the end of the day, if you put in an honest day's effort and you work your butt off, you you can have joy in that. Uh, The second piece, though, is the dynamic – forms of communication that somebody learns and understands. That's, that's one of my favorite pieces to teach my sales team is how to understand body language, nonverbal, metaverbal, that type of communication, and, and really how to be a dynamic communicator. And so if you just have somebody who's really good at communicating with people, you know, sometimes people refer to it as a people person or whatnot, uh, right. you have that person, and just on their talent alone, they can go out and be successful. And so independent hard work and, and talent obviously can, can exist independently, but when they coexist, that's when you get the rock stars of the industry. That's when you get those sales reps that truly take off and just make 
oodles of money, you know, in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know what? And it's interesting you you bring that up about uh, you know the the verbal skills, the body language, the you know the meta language. There, these are things that the most charismatic people in the world seem to understand, right? They they are they are charismatic to us because when we're in front of them, they're able to read us and build that rapport with us, and we feel as though we're the only person that this other individual is paying attention to. And, and it and it, it's a huge, huge driver in success. Exactly. Exactly. It's like I said, when you have that interaction, that opportunity to interact with somebody at the door, especially as a door-to-door salesman, or or even let's say you're a salesperson going into you know some type of uh, some type of business and you're trying to sell your product. Number one, you you were not invited there. You weren't invited to that person's right. home. You weren't invited to that business, and so you've already got one strike against you. Um, and you're a stranger, so that's probably strike two. So here you are. You got to protect the plate now because you've got two strikes on you. So you've got to come across as something different and special because you can't come across as the prototypical or stereotypical, you know, salesperson who's coming there and creating a pitch. You, you've got to come across as something special to capture people's attention and to open their ears for you for just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, so let me ask you this: You're at the door, and because you have these two strikes against you. People open the door. They immediately say, okay, this guy's a stranger. Wall goes up. And, and so how do you overcome that? How do you, how do you create interest in someone who doesn't have or doesn't seem to have any interest? Any strategies, any tips for maybe getting, you know, creating some interest, starting that conversation? Absolutely. So, what I write about a little bit in the book is, is what we call the initial approach. And the initial approach, again, this, this can, you know, create uh, – you can create an initial approach for any sales industry. But the initial approach to me is the first 30 to 45 seconds of an interaction with a potential customer. And in that 30 to 45 seconds, the one thing I am not trying to do, absolutely not trying to do, is sell somebody anything. And I think a lot of people think, hey, they open the door and I got to turn on the, you know, the, the smooth sales guy voice or, or whatever it is to, to make a sale. And, and that's not what it's about. Those first 30 to 45 seconds with somebody, I want to build trust. I, I want to start a conversation. I want to get them talking to me. I want to build rapport with that person. I, I'm not going to make a sale in the first 30 to 45 seconds. That's, that's not what it's about. But if I can get people on board and, and they like me and I'm maybe a little funny or – or they just they're hearing what I'm saying because I'm capturing their attention, then I've won the initial approach stage. And then the next piece that I want to do is I want to qualify them. I want to see if they're qualified for my time versus a lot of people think, you know, am I, am I going to qualify for their time? I, I don't view right. it like that. I, I want to know if they're qualified for my – are they worth my time to get into more or less the sales pitch once I've gone through that initial approach and, and start to build that trust with them? Yeah, I like that. Uh, and I think you're right. Most of the time, you open the door, and the first thing they say is, hello, sir. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, Cindy Lou, and I'm with the, you know, 
greatest company in the world, and we're going to take care of X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. They go right into their pitch uh, as opposed to, as you said, trying to break that ice, build, you know, make maybe uh, get them to smile, get them to uh, uh, try to build that trust. Because, again, you, like, like you said, you only got 20, 30 seconds to try to overcome that obstacle or that initial wall that, that's up. They don't know you. You're a stranger at their door. As you mentioned earlier, you're uninvited. you got to come out of the gate strong. Absolutely. We, you know, in the book, I call it, you got to be a seven. You know, if you think of a dial meter on a, you know, radio or something and, you know, zero, you can't hear it. And 10, it's blasting. You've got to be a seven. And a seven is enough to capture people's attention, but not enough to where it's, it's, it's overbearing, right? You, you can't come across as a nine or a 10 or, or you're automatically a salesperson because you're speaking loud and fast and, and you're, you're too much. I, I, I rarely see that, though, in sales reps. Rarely do I have to tell somebody in my 20 years of experience in door-to-door, where I, you know, pull back the reins. That, that doesn't happen a lot. Most of the time, the biggest challenge that sales reps have in general is getting up to a seven. Because I think in normal everyday life, we're probably three, fours, or fives. And that right. just doesn't cut it when you're trying to make a presentation and capture somebody's attention to just be your normal you know, boring self, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you pointed that out. Not only are we a three or a four, but I think society, and depending on who your parents were, they, they've always kind of trained you to dial it down, right? To, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't, draw, don't draw attention to yourself. So, so we have that uh, to overcome as well, right? So I think most people, you're right, are at that low-level energy because that's what is expected. That's what they've been trained. And uh, and so when you open the door, I like this idea of being a seven. It, it's not too loud, but it's 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 louder than you're than you're normally going to be in a situation. Right. I mean, if if you look at me, if I'm in a room with family or friends, I'm I'm probably the most boring guy in the room. I might border a two or three. <laughs> I just don't. I like to observe. I don't say a lot. I just, I just kind of hang out, watch, and listen. Um, but when I'm on the doors, it, there's a transformation. There has to be. And for most people, that transformation is, hey, let's, let's kick it up to a seven. Let, let's be interesting. Let's get people's attention, and let's, let's create some kind of an atmosphere that they're going to enjoy versus this painful, I, you know, I've lived in my house for 20 years. For 20 years, I've had 20 years worth of door-to-door people come knock on my door, and they all say the same thing. They do the same thing. How can I be just a little bit different to capture their attention and, and get them to listen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, I think that's kind of the individual answer, and, and depending on what company you're working with, all that comes into play. Let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to the industry, how has the door-to-door industry changed in the last 15 or 20 years since you've been involved? You know, I, I feel like, I mean, there's so much more opportunity now. I mean, back, back in the day when I started, there might have been, I don't know, two or three companies you'd go work for if you were going to do door-to-door. And now there's got to be hundreds. And it's, you know, 
it's pest control, it's alarms, it's smart home, it's solar. It's, there's, there's just a variety of industries and a variety of companies within those industries. And, and so the biggest change for me, besides just the amount of options that you have to sell, is just the, the whole recruiting game. You know, how guys end up with one company and another. You know, there, there's a lot of recruiting that goes on. And, and the interesting part to me is I've, I've always been one to say, you know what, every company, because there's so many options out there, there's a right fit for each individual. And that means mm. that there's not a right fit for each individual too. And, and I think sometimes in the recruiting game, people are like, you know, hey, this company X, we are the only company, the best company for every person. And if you've got a heartbeat, we're going to hire you and you're going to have the most amazing experience. You know, there are, everybody's an individual and there are places for each person to find, you know, the best fit for them, the best culture, the best atmosphere. And, and so there's so many different options out there. That's probably the hardest part for sales reps is to decide where am I going to maximize my potential? Where am I going to go that I can actually have the most success? And it's going to be different for different people. I, I never say that my company is the only company that people should work for. I, I mean, we're looking for a specific type of person and a specific type of fit. And we've told people in the past, hey, you probably don't fit what we're looking for, but hey, this, these other companies that potentially could work out for you. And there's, there's no problem with that, right? I mean, it, you want to match the person with the company. It used to be easier when there was only two or three to pick from, but now with so many, that, that seems to be the, the biggest difference in, in my mind. You know, and, and I agree with you on that. Uh, in my sales experience, I've seen people who were struggling at one company, and they jump, you know, they finally get fired or they quit, and they go work for another company, and sometimes it's the identical uh, product, something that maybe sometimes it's, it's somewhat similar product, uh, but the atmosphere is different. The environment is different. Maybe, maybe they've, I don't know, gone through some changes themselves, and they get there, and they catch fire, right? They, they, yeah. they, they resonate with that offer better. Uh, maybe the product is different. Whatever it is, now, you know, they, they – like you said, they fit in that environment so much better, and it just, man, they just explode. Uh, and I think sometimes a salesperson has to sit back and say, okay, I've been doing this for a year with this company, and maybe I should look at someplace else. I mean, it, that, that's, again, one of those individual questions that you have to answer, and, and you have to look around, and, and if you're not, you know, back to what you started the show with, you, you loved it. You know, you enjoyed it. And if and if you're not enjoying it, then maybe it's time to to you know take a deeper look and, and see if there's something else that resonates with you. Because like you said, there's so yeah. many options today. There there really are, and unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is is I see that sales reps go work for somebody, and and you're right, it's just not the right fit, or they just don't resonate with the culture, for instance, and and then all of a sudden it's, well, door-to-door -door sales doesn't work, or I don't think this is the right fit for me. When there's probably a company out there that would be the perfect fit for you. So if you have any, you know, skill level or passion about, you know, doing this and the opportunity that it leads to in terms of whether it's, you know, just paying for your tuition like it was for me at first, or if, it, if you want it to be a career path, um, 
boy, I wouldn't give up on it just because you had a bad experience with a company because there's so many others out there that one may resonate with you and, and, and it could lead to a complete 180 of, of the opportunity that, that you could make for yourself. Absolutely. And, and I want to talk about the opportunity real quick. I'm not sure if this is just industry-wide, but at least – at least from what I've seen, I know uh, uh, my son-in-law and my son sell pest control. I have another, I have another uh, friend of mine who's, uh, who goes to church with me, and he sells alarm systems. And both of, both of these companies just go out all summer long. They're gone for three or four months, and then they're off for – the rest of the year. That is pretty sexy. I mean, if you're if you're an individual who wants to spend more time with their family, have more leisure time, want to you know just be in control, uh, have more time options. That to me is one of the big attractions. Is that is that what you saw as well? Oh, absolutely. And it, it it's interesting. You know, in, in my own company, we had. Uh, a gentleman who was selling for us during his undergrad, then he went to law school, came back kind of part-time, sold a little bit because he knew what kind of money was out there. Well, he went, he's a JAG officer, he's fulfilling his military commitment, gets you know his military commitment fulfilled, then goes into a, a corporate law firm, and he's about four or five months in that corporate law firm, and I get a call from him, and he says, Lenny, I, I, I don't want to be a lawyer. I got to work 80 hours a week, you know, 52 weeks of the year. He's like, I, what do you got for me? And now he's an interest owner of one of our operations, right? And this is, this is an attorney. This is, you know, this is someone who, was, who, who lived the dream. He went to law school. He was top of his class. He, he, was, he was doing exactly what he thought he'd be doing, you know, for the rest of his life. And now, you know what? He's, he's managing a door-to-door sales team. And, yeah. and you're right. He works his butt off for four or five months of the year. And then he can spend time with his family. He's got, you know, a lot more freedoms than, than he, was, he was having in, uh, in the law career that, that uh, he pursued. Absolutely, absolutely. It, and it is nice, and, and, and I'm sure that you did this as well. Uh, when, when my uh, son-in-law goes to sell for the summer, uh, he packs up his family. He takes my daughter and, and now there's their child. And, 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 you know, so, so they basically go on a little adventure for three or four months together, which I think is also a lot of fun. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, when I was selling in college and it was just my wife and I, at the time we had a blast and, you know, living somewhere different than where we were, where we were used to and, and experiencing uh, you know, different things in different places. Uh, we had a blast. In fact, we haven't ruled out uh, doing that with our kids one of these summers in, in the future, just just because of the experience was it was fun. It, it was it was enjoyable. It was a lot of hard work, no question, but but it was uh, it was definitely different and uh, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I have another question for you here. Uh, what do you do, or what can you do, so you're so you're not coming across or feeling too salesy. Yeah, you know, here, here's the the challenge for me as a, you know, kind of a master trainer, right? I, I train right. hundreds of sales reps in different industries and my, obviously with my own companies and that. And and the magic to me is 
you know, I, I teach different steps. You know, there's, there's always a step, you know, if they say this, then you go through this protocol X, Y, Z, and, and, you know, an initial approach is composed of five different pieces, and, and this is how you say it. But the reality is the most successful door-to-door sales reps and sales reps in general, they know the steps, but the steps can come completely out of order in terms of what the experience is with that person in front of them because they, they're going to be different mm. than the, the person next. And so it's, it's such a, a delicate balance where you have to have a direction where you're going. You have to know the steps, but you can never talk to people as though you're following the steps, <laughs> as, though, <laughs> as though you're just robotically, uh, robotically going down your list. I got to say this, 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 and this. It's got to come across conversational. Like I said, as you're having a conversation, you're talking with people, that, that's when the magic happens on the doors is when you know, one of, I write about this in my book. In fact, this just happened to me two weeks ago. I'm knocking doors with one of my sales reps. First house we knock on, um, you know, I make a sale for the guy. I, you know, it's his first day. I'm trying to help the guy out. And as we're walking out of this lady's house, she says, oh, I'm so glad you guys weren't one of those door-to-door salespeople. Those, just, those guys just bother me. <laughs> and I, I kind of look at this guy, and I kind of smile. And he smiles back, and you know I write about this in the book. It's it's called the ultimate compliment. Um, if I've come across to somebody not as a door-to-door sales rep, I have a hundred percent done my job the way it's supposed to be done. And and to me, that's the secret: is not coming across as a salesperson, but you're just, you know somebody that's been easy to talk to, that they've enjoyed the conversation, and 10, 15 minutes later, you're gone out of their life, and they can reflect and go, man, I'm, I'm sure glad I talked to that person today. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is a great compliment. I mean, to have somebody say, man, I'm glad you weren't one of those salespeople or one of those door-to-door salespeople, what a great compliment. That, that definitely tells you that, you that you built rapport, you built trust, they enjoyed Everything that you guys did together, it doesn't get much better than that. But it's the best. It's absolutely the best. And again, if you're if you're in sales and you've had that compliment, that should be the goal at every door. That that should get your that that's when you know you've kind of you've you've done that at least that sale you've done it the right way. And not yeah. that it happens all the time. But if it's happening on any type of or any sense of regularity, I think you you can kind of go, hey, I'm I'm pretty dang good at this. I'm you know I've come a long ways. So I might be able to make it. That's right. I'm a, I'm gonna do right. this. So all right. So let me do this. I, I want to give out the the name of the book. It's available on Amazon. It's called Door to Door Millionaire: Secrets of Making the Sale. The author is Lenny Gray, G-R-A-Y, Lenny Gray, Door-to-Door Millionaire, Secrets of Making the Sale, available on Amazon. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can just click on it there. And Lenny, before you go, I want to ask you this. Um, General advice for entrepreneurs. Do you have any general advice for entrepreneurs? You know, I, I would say in my experience and, you know, teaching and training and and working with the same business partner for me since we started, you know, back in 2003, I've I've still got the same business partner. Uh, I I would always say, A, make sure if you're starting a business with somebody, don't start it with somebody who has the same skill set as you do. 
or, or one of you isn't, isn't necessary, right? Um, right? And I've seen that happen so many times where a couple really good sales guys will get together to start a, a sales business. And then after a time, you realize, well, this isn't really working because we both do the same thing. We both bring the same skill set to the table. So I, I just I like the idea of, of, you know, my business partner, for instance, you know, he's about numbers and finance and, and you know, operations and those types of things. Man, I, I don't that, – that's not of interest to me. Um, but I trust that he does his part, and he trusts that I do my part where I'm sales and training and – you know, all, all things door to door and, and making that engine work. And that's, that's been a big lesson for me as I've seen other companies come and go is a lot of times they go because they, they, the business partners have the same skill set. Um, and then of course, you know, you probably hear this from every entrepreneur and, and success story is, is just be willing to do everything you expect everybody else to do within your, your operation. So if you've got expectations for, for your sales reps to go out and work a certain number of hours or, you know, do certain things throughout the day, well, you've got to be willing to do the same thing. And, you know, when we started our company back in 2003, it was literally I was selling and my business partner was spraying, and it was, that was it. And we set the foundation of what our company would be based on what we were willing to do uh, from the get-go, from when, when the company launched. So I, I think those are – those are two two lessons that I think are huge for any you know aspiring entrepreneur or even an existing entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, Lenny, I love that, and this whole sh- you know I think one of the themes of this show was the the whole thing about working hard, and so many of us tried to avoid the hard work. And I love what you said, that from that hard work is really where the joy comes from. I mean, it's hard to build confidence and a good self-esteem without hard work. Absolutely. No, I mean, I I, I know it. I mean, I, I could have a day when I didn't make any sales, but if, you know, I'm sweat-stained and, and feel like I gave my best effort, I can still be happy about that. I can go, hey, I, I did my best. Sales didn't fall today. I, if I keep you know, following the protocol, following the system that I've been trained to do, they will. And then the next day you work just as hard, and then you, know, you have a huge day. I mean, that's, that's sales. There, there's ebbs and flows with sales. But if you're working, you're going to be happy. If you're shortcutting, yeah. if you're looking for ways out of working hard, then you're never going to quite be happy and you're always going to be, you know, wondering why am I doing this and, you know, what's the point of this and this is hard and, and you know, you'll find all the excuses. But if you're just working hard, you're, you're going to find joy in that. Absolutely. I love that. And we're going to end on that. Lenny Gray, thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to having you back again, my friend. Thanks, Bert. Appreciate it. You bet. Good stuff there from best-selling author Lenny Gray. And it's a wonderful book. I would definitely um, invite you to get it. Uh, certainly, if you are looking to if, – if you are obviously selling door-to-door, the book makes sense. But if you're selling business-to-business and you're doing what's, you know, what, I, you know, what, I, what a lot of people do, which is they walk into an office to try to build rapport and maybe get a lead or get a sale or get an appointment – the book, again, makes sense. Check it out. It's called Door-to-Door Millionaire, Secrets of Making the Sale. 
available on Amazon as a book, as a Kindle, also as a as a uh, audio book, and it is a delightful book. It's got a lot of great strategies. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going to put the uh, link here in the show notes. Definitely uh, consider getting it. Let's share this show with everybody you know. Let's help as many people as you know find the joy in working hard and being consistent and what, how do they say it? Embracing the suck or enjoying the suck or whatever. I mean, sometimes you have to grind it out. And I just love what Lenny is saying that if you're just working hard, you're focused on putting in the right amount of work, you're going to find the joy. But if you're shortcutting it, you're going to find the excuses. As always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone you know. And remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.